And when I woke up the next morning, Hitler's mummy was gone, and there was a vicious seagull pecking at my face where a beautiful woman had been only the night before. I never did go back to Florida. (laughs) That was the most disturbing story I have ever heard in my life, Casey. Well... it was just a roller coaster of emotions, and yeah. you know, I knew scene... I knew Hitler uh, was like into occult magics and stuff, but I had no idea he'd yeah. been mummified and entombed. Yeah, well, think about it. I mean, if you were obsessed with with the immortal power of the Aryan race, wouldn't it make sense to try to preserve your physical body for as long as possible? All I'm going to say, Casey, is I am never, ever, ever going to touch organic vegetables in my life. Now, that's fair. Um... That's fair. Never going to Florida, not even for Disney World. That's fair. I mean, there's only one golden girl left, and she doesn't live there anymore. There's no reason to. The gold has left. Well, I mean, and there's all those mummified crocodiles running around now, too. Mummadiles! Yeah! Everywhere! It's a plague. A plague of mummadiles. Welcome to Plague of Mummadiles. (laughs) Uh, It's not not early. We hit an episode title that early in. Uh, Welcome to... (laughs) <laughs> semi automagic Inc., everybody. I, for my sins, am your uh, host, not host guy, but the, the GM, Casey. Hello, Casey. Hi, Dylan. Hello, how are you? I'm pretty good, man. How are yeah, you? I'm good. You had a good week? I, <laughs> you've had a real good week. Good. Any good movies, Casey? What, what, what's up, Tony? See any good movies? No, I really didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really didn't. Uh, that's that's a fun bit for like <laughs> us and not anyone else. Okay, so yeah, yeah. I yeah. saw I I saw Ten Cloverfield Lane. How was that? Uh, this is Anthony, by the way, uh, former host of Fun with Fungus, oh my God. best podcast in the world. Oh no. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it was a great like amazing movie and i really didn't really like the first cloverfield but this one was freaking incredible also very stressful now it's it's not like directly what what they called it a blood relative right so it's like a spiritual connection film it's yeah. like it's so, like a distant cousin so essentially what what we're going to see happen is jj abrams is going to take the cloverfield title uh for a series of kind of anthology films each film mm-hmm kind of has a similar tone to it but not necessarily related to others like plot elements that's really neat kind of like how um night vale became night vale presents and is now yeah like a like a like a media presence that's super cool i'll have to uh look into that very um very lovecraftian Ooh. I'm, I, I was in before, and I'm double in now. I can't recall if the, the intro ever got to introducing Jackie, the fourth voice on the mic there, but, uh. Yeah, hi, I'm Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Hi. If, if you're 12 episodes into the show, you probably know who we are. You know, you'd, you'd think, but. Think, but. But you know, there's some, some person who just downloaded this off iTunes, and you know, the stupid iPhone podcast thing plays things in descending order. You can yeah, but someone who doesn't know that won't know that, and they'll play episode 12 right off the bat and not know what the hell is going on. 
Well, then you know what, Thony? Let's change that. As a public service, uh, without any mention of uh, sponsorship or recompense for doing so, I am going to officially recommend Overcast. It is a free uh, podcatcher or podcast app, and it's I've tried a whole bunch of them, and Overcast is absolutely the best one I've ever used. It's got all kinds of features. The organization is amazing. There is a one-time, like, $5 upgrade for some bonus stuff if you want to, but it will never, ever interrupt you to ask for a rating in the store, which is Fantastic. unique. It, yeah, it's amazing. So, Overcast, not our sponsor, but if they want to talk to us, we're here. Very uh, nice plug. So, we, Thank you. This, contrary to what the first five minutes of this show make it seem like, this is not a movie podcast. We don't talk about no. film. No. Uh, we don't talk about films that make us... So angry. <laughs> We're here we don't to... talk about films that take two beloved childhood characters and allegedly pit them against one another when in fact they are being pitted against the audience. Welcome to Semi-Auto Magic. Yeah, that's going to be super topical in the future. Yep. Anyway, yes, yeah, Semi-Auto Magic, Inc., a podcast about jerks pretending to be wizards. And, uh, the people, the people who play them. So, uh, last time, if memory serves, previously on Semi-Auto Magic Inc. We fucked up a bird. You sure did. And how. And uh, I got a lawyer. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. I, I have decided that, uh, that Bicker and Cornflower, when they combine their powers, count as one lawyer. Yes. Yes, so we're gonna we're gonna see what's come of that. Now, um, as we mentioned last time, our characters have hit a milestone, um, which means that they've accomplished something big, something that kind of changes the sc- the story scope and the characters, not necessarily their motivations, but their outlook on their their position in the story and in the world a little bit. And as such, uh, we are gonna do a little character maintenance. Uh, Dylan, I believe you had some ideas on how Solomon would be feeling and reacting to this whole situation. Why don't you lay some of them sweet emotions on me, brother? Well, so one of the things that I never, like, really clearly defined um, in character creation was, like, the the ways in which Solomon is a wizard. Like, in, in the Dresden Files, you have Dresden, who uses this bastardized uh, uh, pseudo-Latin for his language... Uh, for spellcasting. No, it's Latin. It's pseudo Latin. Fuego is very definitely Spanish. Right. Yeah, which yes. is a romantic language, which is all based in Latin. Latin. Hey, um, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. We'll have that conversation the, later. The, Moving the, on. The whole thing with that was that, um, uh, <laughs> Justin tried to teach him Latin as his language and Dresden just f- did not fucking get it. And so he, right. he basically makes it up as he goes. Um, right. Can we also talk about what a great name for an evil mentor Justin is? <laughs> um, so, uh, one of the things that I've been thinking about was, like, actually setting down what Solomon's, um, like, what his training was like and, and how his, uh, how he is magical, if that makes sense. Um, well, yeah, because cause even in the series, Harry is, uh, he's an evoker. He's a heavy hitter. He makes he makes things go boom. Whereas Molly is, you know, much more finely tuned and does like mental stuff and illusory stuff. Right. So Right. Um, so what's what's Solomon's bag? What's going on there? So he casts a wide net. 
he he tries to be a jack of all trades and it doesn't quite work out for him um as we've seen throughout the the show so far um and and in um in playing with that idea i've come up with this and feel free to stop me because this is maybe kind of dumb but no not gonna happen go ahead it's gonna require adding a fifth aspect which changes my refresh of fate to two sure um i would like to change one of my stunts because the milestone lets me do that um and then the actual core of this idea is that solomon separates the the four elementals the the four basic elements the earth magic air magic fire magic and water magic and then force whatever that is pure magic right. energy um into five distinct languages that he strings oh. together in order to create um complex structures so he makes magical sentences yes dylan I say this on a frequent basis, and I need you to understand that I mean it every time, but I have never meant it more than now. I don't think I have ever loved you better than I do at this moment. It's a fun idea, and me not being a polyglot, it gives me a good reason to start like looking at language in a way that I never have before. There um, you go. Hey, did you uh, did you look into Duolingo's Russian? I have not, but I'm going to. Um, yeah, check that out. Russian now? Yeah, they they've added so many courses. Nice. Uh, again, just re- real quick for our listeners who may not know, Duolingo is a free language learning program. That's absolutely the only reason I got an A. I did not deserve in my German class. It's <laughs> it's uh, it's user built and supported by real language speakers, and it's the best easiest way of learning a language I've ever met. You do like one that's lesson a day. Yeah. Well, that there's anyway. Um, that's real cool. Uh, yeah. Dylan, that sounds amazing. And also, I would like the record to show that I was mistaken before. Uh, your refresh pool goes down for every stunt you have. You get two free stunts, and every stunt after that takes your refresh pool down once. So you get that fifth aspect for free. Oh, ooh. Well, so, yeah. So the fifth aspect I is... I for me, too. The fifth aspect is going to be polyglot. Okay. Um, the... So does that mean I could take this stunt in addition since i have three and my refresh has already gone down one yeah you can you can take as many stunts as you want down to the point of only having one refresh because if you have if you have no refresh then right but what i'm saying is the refresh starts at four right no the refresh starts at three okay because i have three stunts and a refresh of three somehow oh then i think we just decided everybody gets three stunts okay um yeah in in that case, I'm gonna take a fourth stunt, and okay. and my refresh is gonna go down to two. Okay. Is is that how and that works? Yes. Okay. Great. Um, and that's this... not to that's not to say that your your uh, fate point pool can only be two, but that's the highest it will automatically refresh to. Right. Right. Um, and the stunt, um, I I don't have the the name I came up with. It was um inspired word but that's not great um but the the effect is that in combat there's just a flash of brilliance to string together a complex sentence because one of the things that is limiting about this this system i've come up with is that it's very hard to think in a second in entirely in a second language at the drop of a hat to think in five languages at once at the drop of a hat seems damn near impossible so I'd like right. to take a stunt to allow me to do that in combat. Absolutely. 
cool. I'll allow it. It's fantastic. Radical. Um, and what's the what what's what's the mechanical output? Uh, I don't know that there is one. I, I think it's just a flavor thing, like the um, the the whispers on the wind and stuff like that, where it's okay. just I do this and it lets me do a thing. Okay, cool. I'm down with that. Cool. Um, Neato. All right, so we've got your fourth aspect there, polyglot, and your or th- third aspect, fifth, fifth aspect. Yeah. Well, I mean, not counting your your prime aspect and your trouble. Right. Right. Okay, and then your fourth stunt, inspired word. Fantastic. I can't wait to see how that uh, works out. I'm excited. All right. Now, uh, I'm sorry. Did you have anything else, Tom? Um. Does Solomon do, do, do. get a new hat? No, um, oh. but the... Does he find his old hat? I do have the languages that I have chosen, if you would like to know oh. them. Oh, Dylan, do you even have to ask that question? So, for um, air magic, I've chosen French. Sure. Because it's a very lilting and uh, soft language. Uh, for fire magic, I've chosen Arabic, because it was forged in the fires of the desert. I love you. Um, <laughs> for There's some cool ifrit potential there. Yeah, exactly. Um... For something forceful, I've chosen Russian. Sure. Because that just makes sense to me. Um, and then water magic, I'm thinking I want to do Mandarin. Ooh. That's a good one. Yeah. I yeah. Was uh, that actually. And then earth magic is German. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. So those are my thoughts. That makes me, that makes me so happy. So are you, are you, are you actually gonna, gonna look up words and, I am. I don't have anything prepared this week because I I wasn't sure what the approval was going to be. Um, oh yeah, no, no problem. But yeah, yeah. One more reason to look into Duolingo. That's fantastic. In fact, every I think all of those except Arabic are available on Duolingo. Uh, actually, it might Arabic be. It should be easy to look up. Yeah, it should. I think actually it might be Cantonese on Duolingo, not Mandarin. I don't know. Anyway, okay. So that's super cool, and I cannot wait to see what you do with it. Uh, it's going to be uh, fun. Yeah. Tony, what do you got for me, man? Okay, so, you know, I think we've... I haven't actually talked about uh, Rowan's backstory. I mean, I've, I've talked personally to you guys about it, but nothing has ever been really explained. Uh, Can- canonized, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, it's canon, but it's just not, yeah, not canonized yet, not spoken out of the mouth but one of the i'm gonna say this now i know i don't like want to pretend any air of secrecy about this uh but rowan was born in uh the soviet union okay uh, as a child uh his father uh where he gets his gun from uh natasha uh sacrificed himself to help Rowan escape into America. This also plays into why he's really angry and hates his mom. Okay. Uh, hates his kind of fey aspect. But one of the things I want to... An aspect I want to put... I want to call Red Sun. Ooh. <laughs> As, you know, uh, born in the Soviet Union. And it's really like... <laughs> Is this... Uh, wait, did you come up with this because of Superman? Well, that's like... Yes and no, like, okay. title is, is the same kind of aspect to it. Yeah. Uh, the name was from the Superman books, uh, but Which I rather hear than are phenomenal. Being, uh, yeah, oh, absolutely amazing, uh, but rather than being a, a, uh, a fighter for Soviet truth and all that stuff, 
it's I don't even know. I'm wondering. I'm wondering if this would actually be a trouble or if this would actually be a key aspect of my personality. But a very very anti-authoritarian, uh, whatever you would want to call it, nationalistic attitude towards anybody in a higher position than him. Right. Seems like he has a hard time trusting, you know, police officers, uh, white council, all of them. Right. Because of his dealings with, uh, the KGB and, and, uh, how old is Rowan? Rowan is uh, 30 something or 20, late twenties, early thirties. Uh, I think early 30s. I always thought of him as 30s. Yeah, 32 is probably a good one. Because that that puts him being born uh, in, like, 1986. Which is Uh, enough to remember the Cold War at least a little bit. Maybe, hold on. I gotta gotta think of the actual age. Because he, it wasn't like at the end of the Cold War, he escaped the Soviet Union Mm. while he was... Still, I think he was like six when he escaped the Soviet so, Union. Thirty-five or thirty-six. I'd have to. I'd have to actually go through and calculate. Yeah, which would which would put him being born in like eighty, eighty-one. Yeah, something like that. Like he was there during the Russian Revolution. No, right. Uh, he was there 80, when Ferdinand was shot. He he, he left. I'd say he left the Soviet Yay! Union. He left the Soviet Union around nineteen eighty. <laughs> So we'll say he was born 1974, which would put him at, uh... 32. 42. 42? 42. Yeah. We we can so, math. I can't math. Like, I don't have a calculator with me, so I can't even figure this out right you now. You have a cell phone? It's plugged in. Oh. Do you want me to get it for you? Hold on. So it's 2016, right? It, very much so. So well, uh, you know, that's interesting. We, uh, never, we never put a time period on... Um... Oh, We okay. didn't. I mean, we, we established that, like, cell phones are a thing, and we established that, it, you know, it was roughly, you know, next Tuesday AD. But um, my point was more that we we started in 2015, and it's, like, a week later in-game. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so 2015, right? Yes. So, in the year 2015, so what is 2000 minus 26, or 74, hold on, 1974, (laughs) 26 plus 15 would put him at 41. He's 41. 41. Good age to be. Just one year short of the, the answer to life, the universe, and everything. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, I'm going to write that down. 41 Kablamo. Okay, so he's got this strong anti-authoritarian streak, is what you're saying. Yeah. And, like, and this is, like, really being played out right now. And this is, like, when you told us that that the the Wizard Gestapo were coming to catch us, uh, I really thought about, like, how would Rowan react to a situation like that, especially being born in... Uh, behind the Iron Curtain, uh, where, you know, that was a regular occurrence for him and something he fought really hard to escape from. Right. So I feel like almost kind of PTSD-ish, but, like, just a very, very 100% untrusting attitude towards uh, 
any and all uh, authority. Fair enough. Yeah, I dig it. They try to hold him against his will. I dig it. Um, well, we've already got one of your aspects here as last son of the spring court, which I think is pretty important. Um, so I think, I think maybe we'll, and, and this is, this is your character, man. So this is just me throwing stuff. Don't let me railroad you if you like one idea over another. But if we like the, um, the anti-authoritarian streak more than like the idea of nationalism and the whole red sun thing, then I think that might be the one to focus on because it has, less to do with his lineage and history in the USSR and, and more with who he is as a person and where he is going forward. Can you repeat that? Yeah. It's kind of confusing to me. Um, what I'm saying is uh, it, it seems like the focus is on the anti-authoritarian streak and his, his feelings there and, and less on his identity as a, as a Soviet escapee. So how do we, how do we, how do we sum that up in a way that he would play off of on a regular basis? Because uh, I mean, like, if somebody's yeah, trying to I boss him, yeah. If some, if somebody's trying to boss him around, he's not going to be like, "I escaped the Soviet Union, motherfucker." He's 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 just going to be like, "Hey, you don't tell me what to do, man." Uh, Rebel without a cause. Yes. Okay. In in Soviet Russia, cause rebels you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was dumb. That was beautiful. Thank you. Uh, what was I going to say? Something anarchist related? I don't know. Um, let's see. <sighs> Kenny Gulagans? No. No. Um. Huh. Okay, so he's got this anti-authoritarian streak, and is it? What if it's? Is just, it? What if it's rebel yell? Because he yells a lot. <laughs> yeah. I like that. It's dumb, and I like it. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> oh, Phony, don't. There you go. I don't like it because you didn't think of it. No, I don't like it. And he didn't think of it. Because Billy Idol isn't very good of a singer. <laughs> there we go. All right, Thony, is it is it rooted more in like his belief that all people are equal and no one should be oppressed, or is it more rooted in his personal belief that he, Rowan, should not be hassled by anyone who is the man? I... I feel like it's it's really him personally as opposed to other. It's not it's not like an ideological thing. It's that he because it, it's very much like his father sacrificed his life so that he can be free, and anybody who tries to impeach on that freedom is right. insulting his father. My daddy didn't die trying to get me out of Soviet Russia so that you can tell me how many refills on my beverage I get, Chuck. Exactly. Okay. Fiona. <laughs> I'm all for unlimited refills. That's what America's about. That's the life your daddy got you here to enjoy. That's her specialty. Okay, so why don't we call that, um... How about, how about fuck the police? Uh, what, uh, <laughs> I, uh, Gestop, hammer time. <laughs> um, see, that's the thing. Does Rowan, like, inherently have a problem with the police, like, no. if they're not? Okay, so no, then fuck the police wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, that was a joke. That was okay, a... good. I, I sometimes am not able to tell with you, and it scares me. Rowan, if, if you have any ideas, like, I'm, I'm open to, like, ideas just not rebel yell <laughs> um 
don't hassle my tassels. <laughs> don't hassle the hop. Yeah. Hassle the hop. Um. Uh. They're both done with you right now. Look, my, I don't even know what I did. My too. freedom wasn't free. Flexing. (laughs) I think that's the winner. (laughs) We got Casey to get an asthma attack, so So, there we go. A second to get your. There you go. There you go. Yep. I feel like that one was pretty good. I'm pretty proud of that. Oh. And having, having saddled myself firmly upon that sweet, sweet albuterol pony, I have returned. Oh, my freedom isn't free. All right. I'm adding that to the character sheet. Amazing. Uh, I'm so angry. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> You're welcome. First Batman versus Superman, now this. <laughs> Will the indignities never end? No, they won't. You're welcome. Alright. There we go. Okay, so we've got that. Good lord. That's it. I don't have any stunts. I don't have anything else. That was just like, because I've, I've okay. been seeing that aspect kind of playing out in the last few episodes. Yeah, and, and I have to say, um, that's a really cool character development like you you know you had this idea of who rowan was when we went into this and that's you know that's a good thing but you you felt you kind of started to feel his edges out a little bit as we were playing and you kind of went with it and i I just think that's super cool that you recognize that new facet of who he was and wanted to capitalize on it in gameplay because i can see a lot of a lot of fun to be had with that speaking of which i gotta start using you guys as aspects against you Probably. Yes, please. I would very much like that to happen. Alright, I'm just, I'm not used to, like, I'm used to causing trouble for you guys, but not in a, you know, like an actively detrimental way. I, I don't know. Uh, forgive me, my, my lungs are doing stuff. <laughs> because Dylan broke me. Good job. Go me. High five myself. Good. Why <laughs> five? God All right. It. Cool. So that's really neato. All right. Uh, P.F. Chang, what about, what about you? Um, I have given some thought to it, but I haven't <laughs> hammered out a concrete idea yet. All right. Well, let's bounce it off some walls if you'd like. Let's see if we can't give it some shape. What do you got? Like nothing. She has Fair nothing. Fair enough. <laughs> I may have exaggerated. Nothing's a fine thing to have because it can't be taken. I like that as an aspect of Fiona. What's that? I've got nothing. I may have exaggerated. <laughs> oh, like I like that a lot, actually. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but what 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 uh, what does it do? Well, I mean, are we are we talking about an aspect of personality, or do you want it to be a stunt? I think that's an aspect. Yeah. Yeah, and I think what it is is when she's super excited and super confident in her ability to do something not just like in a sense of projecting herself but also to the detriment of others like y'all chumps i got this and then she goes to the thing itself and it turns out she doesn't know how to make a croquembouche well well, okay would that be a trouble would that be trouble more than an aspect then i'm fine with having that as a trouble 
Um, I mean, you've already got your broken contract. Yeah, and see, that's that's an that's an interesting point. Actually, I don't really see any way that that could be used helpfully. And aspects are kind of supposed to be double sided. Well, uh, I mean, hmm. well, it can also be like a bluff. Like, like I may have exaggerated. Like right now, she's yelling about this top class, world class lawyer that that she's coming that's coming to go get her. To, to right. save her get out of wizard jail. Right. And it's Cornflower and Bickle, who have it's, never actually been a real lawyer before. Like, using that that aspect could be, a, like, a guaranteed bluff. Like, no, you guys, this is... I, everything's fine and great and fine. And everybody around her believes it. Okay, whether or not it actually turns out to be true, of course. Right. Yeah. That's, and that, that's when, like, so she's like, I have this best lawyer right now. Right. Cornflower and Bickle show up, and she's like, "I may have exaggerated." Okay, yeah, I like it. You know, we'll we'll put okay. it on there. We'll put it on there provisionally, and if it doesn't work out, we could just take off. Don't worry about it. Yeah, no problem. I'm down. Let's see here. You know, it's it's interesting. Uh, the communal and collaborative nature of this game. I may have exaggerated. <laughs> nice. Um, is really fun, and it also gives interesting insight into the people playing it. Um, like, you know, just the way Dylan had his character put together, he's really interested in mechanics and how Solomon does stuff, and Thony is really interested in Rowan's backstory and what his motivations are, and Fiona, and, and Jackie, I, I, it's really important to me that you understand how I mean this, I feel like, I feel like Fiona was kind of a group project in the very best way. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I'm fairly new to the Dresden universe. I've only right. read a couple of the books. Um one and a half books to be, be precise. Yeah, cuz Full Moon is Full Moon is easily a pile of garbage. Yeah. <laughs> easily the worst book in the series. So I'm not as familiar with the universe as the rest of you guys. Right. But I threw my hat in enthusiastically because I love role-playing games yeah and we're so glad you did and and you had these these great ideas and these great instincts as a role player that we were we were able to you know guide into the proper vessels here i may have exaggerated that's gonna be fun (laughs) all right well i'm I'm down with fiona being a group effort because otherwise she would not be as amazing as she is and she is amazing (laughs) All right. Well, that was a fun bunch of character business. What do you guys say we do some stuff? All right. Absolutely. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So last time, if memory serves, and if it does well, memory might get a tip. You were... <laughs> yeah, that was a dumb joke. You were transported um, back to... Here's memory's tip. Don't that was go the Batman super- versus Superman of all jokes, yeah. Casey. It's... Man... Okay. If if I if I had one wish, <laughs> it would be that to be able to see to, to be able to see that I didn't see that movie twice. Um okay. So you guys had been uh zapped back into the like Magitech lab at the Westfield Carter Hotel uh complex. Yep. By uh, by Mr. Orion and his his team of science goons, and uh, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty much where we left it. And and of course, uh, Bicker and Cornflower uh, realize they need to find 
uh, that bar, wherever it is, and pass it real quick so they can uh, be of some help to their to their tall, tall landlord. Um, I'm trying, like, they find a pole and they're, like, trying to, to, um, shit, what's that? What's that game where they have to... Vault? Lean back. And pole vault? Oh, pole vault. Limbo? Yeah, they're trying to limbo under this pole, and they think that's pole how... Vault. You go over the pole in pole vault, Casey. Well, yeah, and you pass the bar. <laughs> they're passing it vertic- or horizontally. There you go, from the they're, other way. And that's how they think they, they become lawyers. It's, it's hanging successful. off the planet, really. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's fantastic. I love it. Okay, so you guys are uh, you're in this lab here. You're surrounded by by some people, and uh, Punchy McHuge and uh, Peroa are there as well. And oh, by the way, it is now canon that in addition to his uh, little fist embroidered handkerchief, he has a matching tie. Yes. And his 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 tie pin is also a little a little a little fist. Okay, so. Uh, Orion comes up to you guys and he sees that the uh, atmosphere has become, I, I feel like excited is a fair word. Charged? Charged. Yeah. He comes up and tries to tries to smooth things down. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You guys. You guys. You guys. Hi, everybody. Orion, your teleporter feels like citrus. That is a good step up from what it felt like last time, guy. Let me tell you. These, these guys have been making... like last time. Real progress. Well, not as not as fresh as citrus. It felt like cumin. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No one likes cumin. It was awful. Anyway, uh, Warden Byron, while all of this has been going on, while you were asleep, and while whatever the hell happened at the museum happened, which we'll need a statement about later, by the way. Yeah. Um... Certain events have come to light. We've taken a look at that diagram you gave us, and we've developed some interesting information, and we've decided that your involvement in the Theodore Preston incident, your involvement may not have been as... What was what was the word uh, Councilman Hernandez used? Criminally incompetent? Yeah, probably. Yeah, it may not have been as that as we as we once thought, because it looks like there's there's quite a large machine moving. So for the moment, all charges against you have been suspended. Um, oh, good. We we would still like you to stay here until we can get some things sorted out. And also, it's the middle of the night. So and he and he turns to uh to Fionn or Riona or whatever you guys' power couple name is, and says. And you guys, I know you don't want to be here. I respect that. But if you guys could just hang out, you'll be treated as guests. You are not being held in any official capacity. And we want to take a look at some stuff with you come the morning once once we're all fresh and we've got we've got the contents of an entire omelet bar in our tummies. Ooh. Does that sound good? I, I want you to swear to me that if I wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning tonight and decide I don't want to be here anymore, I am free to leave. <laughs> Turns out it's actually 3 o'clock. <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. He, um, and he... I want you to promise me that those eggs are free range. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He um he catches the attention of two of the technicians off in the corner. He he points to both of them, two fingers out. You two, witness me. They they look at each other and look back at him. They nod. 
uh, Orion extends his hand to you, Rowan, in a, in a handshaky manner. I shake his hand. Okay, he grasps it, and you feel a little, a little tingle of magical energy. And he says, I, Orion Bailey, do hereby avow and affirm that you, Rowan Nolas Name, are held here by no power or will other than your own. And if you should choose to leave at any time, you are free to do so. If my word is broken, may my magic so be. And there's a little, uh, there's a little snap, crackle, pop of, like, magical sealing energy binding your hands together, and then it releases. And he, uh, he turns to Fiona, and he, he extends his hand in a, in a very <laughs> gentlemanly, but not, like, patronizing way. Uh, I stare a little suspiciously, but accept. Very good. Um, you feel a similar spark, and he says, I, Ryan Bailey, Bailey, do hereby avow that, to the best of my knowledge, the eggs in the omelet bar are free-range and came from chickens that were happy and treated well. If this is not true, may I stub my toe. And the the same little little magical snap happens. And and then he he recalls his hand, and the two dudes off in the corner just go, Witness! (laughs) Okay, guys, are you happy? Are you good? Yep. That'll do. Okay, very good. I'm gonna have you guys shown to your quarters, and uh, I mean, uh, uh, Warden Byron, you can have your the same quarters you were using because I mean, some of your stuff is there and your your nighttime story is there. He looks over at you two. Do you guys want a room together? No, oh, hell no. What <laughs> okay. the fuck? What the fuck what is, is wrong that? With you? Just because okay. we're Fey, you think we're a couple? Sorry. Yeah, that's are... racist. You guys are Fey? No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we'll sort that out in the morning. <laughs> okay, first off, how the fuck can Fiona lie? That's a good question. Well, okay, in fairness, she's half Fae. In fairness, she's... Uh, wait, isn't she... I'm only half lying. Wait, wait, wait. I thought she was full human raised in the fairy world. No. Okay, then she's not Fae, is she? Either way, she's, I can't she's, lie. She's Fae-flavored. <laughs> she's Fae-labored. Okay. He just, he just, he looks really upset that he's offended you guys. And he's like, I don't know, I don't know, I'm sorry, I ship it, jeez. Anyway, okay, so you guys will have separate rooms. Uh, Agent Dalma, Agent, Agent Wagner, you, you guys okay? And they're, uh, they're off in the back just kind of dusting themselves off and, and straightening them up. And, uh, and Agent Wagner looks over and he's like, uh, yeah, boss man, uh, we're fine. Can we meet up with you in the morning? And he says, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's fine. That's good. Agent, Agent Dama, you good? She, she appears to be nursing a headache, but is otherwise okay. She says, yeah, absolutely, boss. We'll, we'll see you in the morning. So, you guys are shown to your quarters. Solomon, it's the same one from before. Um, Rowan and Fiona, you guys get very nice, um, you know, just little, I mean, I, when I say cell, I mean in like the monk sense, not like the prison sense. Does that make any sense? Yeah. 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 Okay. So you guys get those. Is there anything you want to do before and and you you know there's there's showers adjacent and and stuff like that and they uh, offer to clean your clothes if you're covered in crow filth or anything. I'm good. Okay. Okay. So the night passes. Do 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 do. Please don't sue us, Nobuo Ematsu. I love you. Anyway. <laughs> so we're not morning. making money on this podcast yet, so can't morning. Get Morning comes, and uh, you guys are wrangled up, uh, all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, 
and and scuttled into a conference room where, sure enough, an omelet bar has been set up with every fixin' you could possibly imagine. What do you guys get? Uh, uh, I, I Solomon. get a plain egg omelet with a light uh, coating of of ketchup. Nice. Wait, uh, whole egg or egg white? Full egg. All right. A risk taker. I like it. <laughs> Solomon's not worried about cholesterol. <laughs> nope. <laughs> He's also the most boring man on the planet. That's that's, that's fair. All right. Um, uh, there's a Rowan. How do you like your omelets, pal? I get a four egg omelet with water chestnuts, uh, green peppers, spinach, and gouda. Ooh, nice. Fiona? Literally everything. Nice. And it's just, it's just this huge monster of it. It's like it's barely an omelet anymore. It's just a heap of eggs. Oh, it's yeah. things. I would even say it's one egg and the rest is top. <laughs> yes. All is contained within this omelet. There is nothing that is not within or without this omelet. It is an it is an omnilet. Yes. It is the alpha <laughs> and the omega. Exactly. Um, okay, so cool. You guys get your uh, get your omelets, and they have whatever beverage you'd like for breakfast. And there's this uh, nice long conference table. Bottomless and mimosas. what's that? Drink. Bottomless mimosas. Bottomless mimosas, absolutely. And uh, you guys sit down on one side of the conference table, and on the other side uh, sits um, Orion and uh, Delilah Oddwater, the young woman that uh, Solomon had given his statement to earlier. And as a matter of fact, uh, Salvador Hernandez strolls in after a little while and makes himself up an omelet. Um, you guys all kind of all kind of sit. And what does Sol- or what does Salvador get on his omelet? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask too. Uh, Salvador Hernandez actually gets an egg white omelet, but he offsets that with um, Canadian bacon, shallots, and Gruyere. I have no idea what Gruyere is. It's a it's a <laughs> cheese. It's a type of cheese. Very very tasty. Good with ham. Very yeah. good with ham. All he knows right, what's then. up. Yeah, um, and also some uh, some some white toast. Kind of related to Jack Cheese. Ooh, I know that guy. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I regretted that as it was coming out of my mouth. <laughs> okay, okay. So you guys kind of sit down and eat and just sort of reload for a moment. And you know, it's interesting how we've got these six very different people incredibly different people, not all of whom like all of the others, but the simple act of all sitting and breaking metaphorical bread together and cracking literal eggs together um, in order to make the proverbial omelets. Yes! I am the brilliant! Anyway, it fills you with a strange spirit of, like, camaraderie. Like, you guys don't necessarily all have to like each other, but you mostly respect one another, or at least one another's abilities and things like that. And it's just a nice little moment of bonding. Um, after a little while, you guys uh, all get your you get your munch on, and there's a bowl of fruit in the table if you all want any. And Agents, um, Agents Punchy McHuge and Dama also wander in. And interestingly enough, they sit on the same side of the table as you guys, and not with the brass over yonder. Huh. Yeah. So they sit down, and 
Solomon, not Solomon, I'm sorry, Salvador Hernandez, who's uh, sitting in the middle, um, Agent Orion to his left and Miss Oddwater to his right, leans forward, wipes his wipes his mouth, runs a runs a wooden comb through his beard. It looks like it might be made of teak and uh, addresses you all. <clears throat> Good morning, everyone. I would like to thank you for your continued cooperation and your willingness to be here, or your presence here, despite your level of willingness, as the case may be. And he he, uh, very clearly indicates Rowan as he says this. The incident involving Theodore Preston was upsetting, but it has come to our attention that it was one part of a larger situation that is developing. And the more that we learn about this larger situation, the more that we learn there was no way that any of you, not even you, Warden Byron, with your training and your knowledge, could possibly have been properly prepared to deal with what was going on. So you are being cleared of all charges, and you are being assembled into, for lack of a better term, a task force. Oh, good. Yes, that we are being... uh not being, sorry, it's the omelette talking, <laughs> that we are assigning specifically to this problem. Um, in a moment, we're going to have a specialist come in and tell you what we know about the larger situation. Uh, but first, I'm going to give the table to uh, Miss Ardwater here, and she is, is going to take your statements about what happened at the museum, because as I'm certain you understand, that was a huge incident and a huge exposure of our world to the mundane world. So... Um, Delilah, he looks over to Miss Oddwater, and she's she's got so many forms, you guys, and oh God. you can tell you can tell that that within her breast beats the heart of a true bureaucrat, like like a Hermes Conrad level bureaucrat. And uh, she she just she just reaches in, not unlike Simon Pegg and Hot Fuzz, and just has like clicker pens in both hands, and she's just ready to go. Oh, good. This- all right, Warden Byron, why don't you give me your account first? Um, I have everything up until we put you into the go there circle. Is that really the name of the thing? It's a working title, yes. You should probably get an en- someone who's not an engineer to name it. it yeah, we're, we're working on it. We've sent out to some, to some nomenclature culture specialists. Nomenclature specialists. There we go. See, you should be on this committee, Warden Byron. <laughs> I'm saying I have a talent for languages. Um, at any rate, uh, it felt like lemons, so that was fun. Okay. Uh, and then I was in the museum, and there was a large bird, uh, and when I How say- How large, large is large? Well, um, you know the size of, like, an eagle? Yes. Like, 50 times that. 50 metric eagles. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> okay. So, then we, uh, somebody lit it on fire at some point, um- some somebody, I, I think it was uh, fr- it was lit on fire by a shotgun fired by the museum curator, uh, Tangleforth. That's his name. Okay, why did this shotgun blast cause the bird to catch on fire, Warden Byron? But I don't know. That's a good Fair question. Enough. Um, it seemed mystical in nature, so it wasn't it. It was white fire. It wasn't like real fire. So that's important. Thank yeah. you. Uh. But I tried to drop the ceiling on it, uh, and that didn't help very much. Why were you holding the ceiling, Warden Byron? Uh, I wasn't. 
Go the, on. The, the walls were holding the ceiling, and I was trying to rip it down on top of them. Oh, very good. You were trying to cause massive destruction to a publicly funded local landmark. Yeah, they'll fix it. Um, very good. So, <laughs> uh, Rowan That's what shot... what taxpayers are for, am I right, guys? Yep. Yeah. Rowan shot the thing at some point. Uh, Fiona made the fire bigger. Uh, and the flames. Ha! Ha! <laughs> yep. Um, I, hmm. What the hell else? It lobbed some goo at me, uh, from its gizzard. So that was fun. What manner of goo? Uh, the goo kind. Fair enough. Uh. She just writes down goo, underlines it. Yep. Uh, and then it, like, formed a massive eye out of its throat or something. Uh, it's, it's all That's very- gross. Yeah, it's all very hazy. It was a very fast series of events after, uh, the, the go there circle. So, forgive me if, if this is sort of, uh, disconnected. But, uh, so, eventually I, I managed to stab it in the large eye with, uh, magic projected from my sword. Those warden swords, real handy. Um, and then that sort of, like, made it start convulsing and dying. And then a figure showed up and took the token that it left behind after it started disappearing. Okay, what can you tell me about this figure? Uh, it's pr- it uh, said some... It was... Uh, it said some stuff, and I don't remember what. Uh, okay. And I'm pretty sure it was Alto's effort. Okay, can you describe this token for me? Uh, Real glowy. Real artifact-like. <laughs> glowy and... Glowy and artifactual. Very good. Okay. And at that point, we zapped you back, I believe. Yep. Okay. Oh, uh, she... special note. The Punchy McHuge and uh, Pierogi <laughs> Dalai Lama are stand up in a fight. They're great. Uh, Pierogi Dalma wrapped, wrapped her chain around its throat at one point. That was pretty cool. Ape. Um... They they both look a little unsure, like 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 Punchy McHuge wants to be mad at you for calling him that, but then you said he punched stuff real good. Yep. So <laughs> exactly. So they have they have mixed uh, mixed emotions, and when you call him that, you just hear. <laughs> All right. Um, she says very good, and she looks at um. Peroa and Punchy, and she says, All right, I've already got your reports. You two, she looks at uh, Rioan. Do you two have anything to add to Warden Byron's report? I don't know what Warden Byron's report is. You just listen to it. Or the. Are we just talking about the, the museum, or are we talking about what happened before the museum? Ah, fair enough. I'm glad you asked. She she pulls out an enormous valise and and, and I changed shuffled. my mind. I didn't say that. Nope, three, two, one, cannon. You've been um, hit with the cannonball, son. No, no, no. Rowan, Rowan says that to her. <laughs> oh, fair enough. I'm really sad. I wasted my cannonball pun on that. <laughs> anyway, um, she says the wheels of bureaucracy have begun to turn, sir. She, um, <laughs> She pulls out this enormous file. I, I just, I'd, I'd like the record to show that in her character description, I have here borderline inappropriate fondness for fresh office supplies. Oh man, uh, same. Just same. fondling I know. a stapler. 
Right? Yeah. It's, <laughs> hi, I'm KCH. Sexual orientation is uh, fresh new notebooks. Yeah. Anyway, she she yeah. reads you off. Um, I'm sorry, go ahead, Jackie. Sexual orientation, fountain pens. There we go. Yeah. Um, so she reads you off uh, Solomon's report on the events taking place at the Preston uh, estate re his mental erasure and uh how his mother and the creepy servant were acting and give me them coats and <laughs> so she reads you she reads you all of that because uh this podcast does not need another recap and i so, look pointed okay so it's been read right yes and I she think- just says do, do you, she asks if you have anything to add or amend or contradict well, first off i would like to say and point out that that crow that we fought at the museum is 100,000% Solomon's fault. Solomon? Uh, Solomon? Five pairs of eyes. Listen. Uh, Salvador Hernandez, Delilah Oddwater, Orion Bailey, Perot Adalma, and Wake Wagner all turn to look at you at once. In his, in his, in his description, he says he dropped the artifact, continued going, and let a crow pick it up. I throw up my hands and say, there was a lot going on, and we've already established in this meeting that by technicality, none of this is my fault. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they all look real sad that you caught that. <laughs> um, I say, beyond that, uh, I do have information uh, given to me by Xavier Tangleforth the Fifth regarding the Alto Zephyr... Uh, Thing, what? Whatever the, the hell it is. What is it? I, I pull out the photocopy of the of the the same. I, it's the same thing that the um, the diagram copy of, right? Yeah. Okay. I say, what was he? It was like a Native American. He was spirit. A, Alto Zephyr is a genus loci. I I took notes. Uh, Alto Zephyr is a genus loci. Um, that it is unusual and intimidating. Uh, and there was something about, that Jackie knows from, from lore, about a man named Angus Highcastle, who, as my notes put it, mind-controlled some natives. Okay. You know, everything sounds really mysterious and spooky when it's spoken around a watermelon Jolly Rancher. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so, um... I say, and furthermore, uh, I just repeated what Dylan said. Right, yeah. Uh, I say, furthermore, uh, I, I point out the names that I recognized uh, on that list. Like, like I didn't know the names, but I knew that those were names of power, right? Right, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, I actually do want to do a little tiny retcon. Uh, Dylan, when you did, when you recreated the diagram for Miss Oddwater, when you mm-hmm. were, you know, previously giving your statement... Um, it occurred to me that we really should have used that stunt you have, whereby you can do something really, really well if you take an extra second. Uh huh. Yeah. So I'm. If if you want to, we can just say that you did that, and that it's a like near to perfect replication. Okay. Cool. Cool. It doesn't matter. All of our points of reset. Correct. Yes. And it might matter from a story standpoint. We'll see. Anyway. Okay, so she's, uh, she's taking down all of this as, as quickly as possible, and she's nodding as if a lot of things are suddenly making sense. Great. Yeah. Um, she's using an interesting shorthand. 
So she finishes taking all her notes. And she says, very good. Do you have anything else to ask, Mr. Ad, Mr. Uh, no last name? I have a last name. That is not my last name. And I would very, very much like you guys to not ever say that again to me. All right. Very good. First name, Rowan. Last name, that. I will punch you in the face and then shoot you dead. You just said, you just said that was okay. Whatever. Never mind. That joke didn't land the way I wanted it to. All right. So she turns to uh, Fiona and says, do you have anything to add or, or amend or contradict? Um, not really. Okay. Very good. Well, if anything occurs to you, you can feel free to submit a supplemental report with this form. She, um, she, she slides a little paper over to you and like by some bureaucracy magic, it spins in the air and lands precisely in front of you. And it's, it's, it's fantastic. She's got, she's got very specific office related powers and she loves it. She is a paper mancer. She really is. Um, they don't call her the paper for nothing. Okay. Did you just make a reader die joke? I might have done. I That's... love you, Jesus Christ, Anthony. What? That's impressive. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I had no idea that you guys had seen that series. Oh of... my god, it's my favorite thing ever. A lot of stuff just happened. Um, sure I, I I only saw like I don't know if it was an OVA or what, but it was like a three part thing they showed on Adult Swim like once. Yeah, it was an OVA. There was also um. There's a 26 episode series as well. Yeah. Oh, I haven't I haven't seen that. I only it's saw it's real good. I... Do it. Look it up. I enjoyed it. I might have to. Anyway, so yeah, that's that's her. Delilah Oddwater, the paper. All right. So, um, very good. And and, and Wake Wagner, he just Punchy McHugh just leans in and says, And I would like the record to show that however much the records show I punched something, I probably punched twenty five percent more. <laughs> I say I say, yep, and most of that was the ground. <laughs> Fluster Buster. All right. <laughs> um, very good. So uh, she she gives the the floor back to uh, Salvador Hernandez, who says, "Very good. That was, uh, I suppose, illuminating is a word for it." <laughs> uh, anyway, Solomon, we have taken the diagram that you gave us. And, uh, Miss Oddwater, if I could see, uh, the diagram that Mr. Noles Name just provided us. And she, um, she, I she opens. I pick up my gun and I point it at Salvador. Okay. He doesn't say that if you don't do that. Deal? Deal. Okay. She opens up her valise and, uh, pulls out. And she's somehow already made, like, four copies of the paper you just gave her. <laughs> And um, she she shuffles through one and and hands it over, and uh, he says, "It looks like each of the diagrams that you two gentlemen have given us have contain information that the other has not, so we'll be able to cross reference that." Um, to which end, I will introduce a specialist who has been of great help to us, um, Solomon. When you gave us your diagram, we immediately submitted it for analysis to our, our arcano cryptologists to see if we could. Uh, devise any meaning from it and uh, we believe that we have found uh, implications of something large and unpleasant happening. He, he leans down to a little intercom button and he says he, he doesn't say and he just he just beeps it and he says uh, you may come in now. Uh, the door opens and a little trolley uh, pushes its way in and 
at first you can you can see no readily apparent locomotive source for the trolley until uh, it becomes clear that it's actually being pushed by a little girl. Oh, oh no! Yeah, it's she's pr- what? What? The hell? what? Child slave labor? What the hell is going on here? Okay, well, you assume she's not being paid. Anyway, she uh, pushes <laughs> the cart forward. She's probably like nine or ten, and she, she's pushing it forward. And uh, you guys, you guys, I imagine you exchanged some confused looks, but uh, Salvador Hernandez, he catches your attention, especially yours, Fiona, and he just gives you a little, just a moment, just a moment, you'll see, uh, gesture. She she looks over at you guys, like, real nervously, and she, she fiddles with her hair a little bit, but then she turns to her cart and begins to set up um, like a projector and uh, like a PowerPoint screen and all kinds of stuff at the far end of the table where, you know, you guys are on opposite sides of the table and she's at one far end where there's a wall. So she she sets up this whole thing and she's muttering to herself a little bit as she's doing so and uh, sets up. There's even a little tiny like foldable portable podium there. So she gets everything all set up and she's super ready. And she gets her little her little uh, slide forward button, and she looks at all of you, and she gets super nervous, and it's it's pretty cute. She <laughs> says, <clears throat> hi, "Hi, y'all. My name is Elizabeth Delphi, and y'all can call me Liz. And um, well, I, 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 I do I do some some arcano cryptography work for the White Council, and they gave me this this real neat puzzle that y'all brought them, and I'm real glad you did because it was oh it was cool because I mean they brought it and I knew it was just a one to one out uh, like Latin substitution cipher, and all the vowels were fully realized, so it was no challenge after that. And she she realizes that she's rambling. She just and anyway, um, it was a real neat puzzle y'all brought me, and I, I sure do appreciate it. So thank you. You're um, welcome. She she clicks her she Oh you you can call you can call me Liz. I, I don't know if I mentioned that. She she clicks her little thinger and her and her slideshow starts up. Uh the first slide is the diagram that uh that Solomon gave. And um Phony, if if you if you were to overlap it with the one you got from uh Xavier's book, you would you would see that they are two halves of the same picture. Um and and this is as as we've spoken of before. This is the diagram that's available on our Twitter and Facebook and all that. So there are six uh, nodes on on this thing, and and two lines down at the bottom. So, um, Phony, you had one triangle's worth of nodes, and uh, Dylan, you had the other triangle's worth of nodes in alternating ways. Okay. Okay. So she she has only the first one, which has these three nodes here. And she says, well, Mr. Byron, what you, what you brought in here, I, I looked at it and I, I, I went through my standard arcano cryptography and we, uh, I'll spare you the long and short of it, but we think we cracked the code. So this, this bit here, she points up to the one at the top, uh, nearby was written the best Shaw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she says, uh, we figure this represents, um, Theodore Preston, that, that nice, that nice young fella that, that y'all met with earlier. He, and, he was not very nice. Oh, they told, they told me he was a nice, they, they took, un- Uncle, Uncle Salvador, you told me. And she, and she looks at him and he kind of looks at you guys real quick and he's like, don't talk about murder to a little girl. He says, oh, yesterday, he was very nice. He just got a headache and had to lie down for ever. 
I'm just like staring at him in abject horror. I, <laughs> that's, that's fair. I am trying very hard to contain myself from that's fair. Like, everything that's happened to this guy and this little girl. Yep, it's terrible. <clears throat> okay, so um, I'm sorry, Dylan, you were saying? What do the other uh, bits mean? Oh, the, the bits down at the bottom? Yeah. Oh, well, I'll get to that in just a moment, Warden Byron. Please hold all questions till the end. Yeah. Right. She, uh, she, she, she says that very, like, stiffly and formally and then looks over at, at Salvador and he just gives her, like, a thumbs up and a <laughs> nod. <laughs> all right, so this bit is Theodore Preston and we use that as a key. So using that, we were able to discern that these. She, she goes clickety clickerson click, click, click. And as she does so, um, bits of the runic script are replaced with just regular old Latin alphabet. And you see the three nodes are replaced with Theodore Preston. The second reads Joel Heck. And the third reads, January Oleander. Now, we figure that this isn't a sigil in the classical sense. It looks like it's more like a map. And once we knew that this node represented that nice young Preston fellow y'all were talking about, we figured we could use that as a central hub, and we've been rotating the diagram around a map of Lamportlandia. And she, uh... She cycles through some things and it shows the, the sigil is being overlaid on, um, on a map of the area and just kind of going in a big circle until it begins to lock. And what we noticed was it these three connecting lines between these nodes here. And I only figured this out with help from Miss Dama over there. I, I'm not an arcano geographist, guys. I'm sorry. I only, I only do codes. Um, but what we figured out was that these here look like ley lines. So the the diagram locks in place, and uh, indeed the three the three lines that connect the three nodes reading Theodore Preston, Joel Heck, and January Oleander do correspond perfectly to ley lines uh, throughout Landportlandia. Oh, good. Yeah. So we're looking into who Joel Heck and uh and January Jan this lady might be. And, uh, and and once we get some information on them, then we reckon you'll be able to act on it. Now, now, uh, Uncle Salvador, is that a, that piece of paper there? Does that have does that have new information on it? Does that have more code? Does that does that have something you need me to decode on it? And she gets she gets really excited. And she's like perching over the top of her of her podium. Aww. And she said, yes, yes, Miss Miss Aldwater, would 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 you? And she um and 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 the paper just does her paper thing and kind of swoops it over to little girl who reaches up and catches it. Yeah. And yes. All right, all right. Now this is just going to be a rough translation, but let me see what I can do here. It looks like this one reads Alto Zephyr, but y'all probably figured that out. And ba 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 ba. All right, we'll we'll work on that. We'll see what these other two are. But oh, Warden Byron, I'm sorry. You asked so politely before. You wanted to know what these annotations at the bottom meant. She yep. um, she goes clickety click click on her thinger, and you see that the annotations at the bottom switch again from the runic script to alphabetic script. And the first reads, um, uh, uh, reads planar membrane blade hubs. And oh the second boy. reads, the second reads ontomorphic field dampeners. Planar membrane blade hub. Blade hub. And a what? And ontomorphic field dampeners morphic field 
dampeners. All right. Yeah, that one was a challenge. I tell you what, because there were some letters and some and some 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 combination clusters in there that were not very common. Let me tell you, it took me a little while to decode. It was a good time though. I stayed up till like nine thirty working on that. <laughs> She's real excited. She is. Well, we'll get to work on these. Uh, in the meantime, uh, like I said, we we we've got our people in the Arcano Geography Department, which Miss Donna runs over there, working on finding out who these three are for you. And uh, in the meantime, I'll work on on these other three nodes here. Is is there any? She looks over at uh, at Salvador. Is there anything else you 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 need you need from me? He says, No, no, you're you're good, Lise. You're good. We'll uh we'll see. Why don't you go? Why don't you go snag a juice box? So she uh. She says, okay, and very formally, are there any questions? No. No? no? Oh, Uh, okay. Thank you, Liz. Well, it was nice to meet y'all. Bye-bye. Goodbye. She she packs up her little cart, and and she shuffles shuffles out. As soon as the door closes, I look at uh, Salvador, and I point at at where the symbol was, and I go, that did not look like something a teenage warlock stumbled on no 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 it 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 absolutely does not you are absolutely correct about that solomon um which given your statement about the actions of the entity you believe to be alto zephyr at the museum we believe that the preston boy did not discover this, did not randomly stumble upon this tutelary spirit and claim it as his patron, but rather that he was being sponsored by this creature. That he was discovered and being used, obviously. Uh, to what end, we, we don't yet know. But the point is, as we discovered, this is part of a much larger problem, as you can see. Anything to do with citywide ley lines is real bad news. Yep. And do, as go ahead. Do you have any more information about any of this? Um we're looking into the identities of Joel Heck and January Oleander. Um it's it's safe to assume that since this diagram locked up with uh the ley lines in the city that we'll find these individuals at roughly their corresponding points on the diagram. And once we have uh, Liz take care of the other three nodes, which it shouldn't take her too long, honestly, now that she has the key and she knows what language she's working in and all that, then we'll be able to know. Um, Solomon, and he he gets kind of kind of shifty, like kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't want to I don't want to alarm you, and I don't I, want to. I am immediately up? alarmed. That's fair. <laughs> But if these three are humans, as as the diagram would suggest, if Alto Zephyr occupies one node of this inverted triangle, I think it is safe to assume that the other two nodes are also powers. Yeah. And he, he looks over at you, Rowan, and he says, Now that, that, that corroborates what you said you saw at the Museum of Weird History. Yes, that you recognize these three names you gave us as beings of power. Not the names themselves, but the the shapes of them. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, it won't take Liz very long. I mean, we'll probably wait till after nap time. That's just union, you know. Sure. Yeah, regulations are regulations. Um, but hopefully by then we'll have some information for you, and you will be able to set out on this. Um, 
As you know, we are not an exceedingly rich organization, but we do have areas where funding can be loosened up a little. Our uh, our emergency statue fund, for example, can be liquidated. So you'll have some resources. You'll have within reason whatever you need and pretty much total authority and jurisdiction to do whatever you need because whatever this is, this affects basically the entire geographical area of the city. Great. Did you say emergency statue fund? Oh, yes, absolutely. What if something amazing happens and we need to put up a statue on the quick fest? I want a statue of myself. Okay, well, it's not an emergency. It is kind of an emergency. Okay. Well, that funding, as you just heard, has been relocated. Yeah. I know, it's terrible. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're on my side on this. I was really looking forward to that statue of me. Oh, it's awful. It's the worst. <laughs> I appreciate the White Council's backing in this uh, endeavor. Yes. Well, Warden Byron, despite all our ups and downs and our disagreements at certain points, you have always been good at your job. So we respect that, and you have more hands-on knowledge with this case than anyone. Um, there is another matter we wish to discuss with you. And he, he gestures to um, to Wake Wagner and Perot Adama. Uh, Punchy McHuge leans in and says, <clears throat> So, back at the museum when I was punching the giant crow monster and uh, you guys were doing, I mean, you guys weren't doing no punching, but you were doing less punching than I was, let's be honest. Uh-huh. Anyway. Yeah, but we weren't punching the floor, we were actually hitting the monster that... Hey, hey pal, hey pal, hey, hey pal. Hey pal, you want to dance? Do you want to go? Yeah. Do you want to have? Do you want to have a sweet right now? Want to have a sweet brunch date? He holds up his fists. Do you want to have a sweet brunch date with Moses Maimonides and Gary, the dust-up cousins? Is there? Is there? Uh... Did <laughs> no, he I'm change not his names of his fists from the last time? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I hold up one hand and I say, "Boys, settle down." <laughs> Boys, you're both pretty. All right. Um, Pro Adama leans in and says. What my partner is trying to say is that um, my Holly Hunter impression is not very good. <laughs> what what my partner is trying to say is that we seem to work together pretty well. And that while we may not be intimately familiar with the details of this case, we would be happy to serve as help and backup for you guys if that's something you wanted. Boots on the ground are never not helpful. She she looks from from Byron to Rowan and Fiona. As long as he admits that he didn't punch anything <laughs> during the last fight, he actually did get at least one really good hit in on the on the on on chair. He did throw the chair and he got to punch that. Yeah, he punched a pockrow lips now. <laughs> did that, Dylan? Did you not know that was the monster's name? Nope. Okay. I don't think any of us knew that was the monster's name. I did, because I'm the only person who actually looked at the at the character sheets that Casey posted on the Facebook. Oh my god. Womp, womp. I anyway. cannot believe. <laughs> Alright. You're going to be real mad when you read those. <laughs> I bet. Anyway, anyway, okay. Um... So yeah, well, what what we're saying is if if you guys are going to be punching stuff in one place and uh, you know you could use some more punching in that place, well, we 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 could punch with you is what we're saying. We appreciate Rowan, any yeah. help you're willing to give. All right, I shrug and say whatever. 
All right. Well, you guys, this this kind of the spirit of team cooperation, you know, interdepartmental goodwill, it just just punches my heart. Um, <laughs> Salvador Salvador is over there just rubbing his temples. <laughs> okay. First, first things first. What is being done uh, to clean up around the museum? Uh, the museum has gotten in contact with uh, Xavier Tangleforth the fifth. Fortunately, he is aware of, uh, shall we say, our side of the world, mm-hmm. and um, has been most understanding. We have given him a sizable check and a promise of more to come if he keeps his trap shut about the whole thing. We have also promised to offer him limited involvement in White Council activity if he chooses. Wonderful. Um, Is there any sort of uh, uh, not dangerous artifact we might just donate to the museum? I'm sure he'd be happy about that. Oh, he like oh yeah, he does like his toys, doesn't he? He does. He does. Speaking of which, the next time you're there, if you could find out where he got that sword, we would really appreciate it. Yeah. 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 See. Anyway. Um yeah, we'll we'll <laughs> we'll find we'll find something to give him. Um very good. Okay, until then, um you guys have a little bit of free time. I know it's been a very stressful few days for you, and we appreciate your cooperation. Uh, you're free to use any of the recreational facilities here at uh, the Westfield Carter, either either in our underground facility or in the hotel proper. You could go get... He looks at Rowan. You could go get a massage. Eh? Okay. I stare at him pointedly with no expression. I'm just saying the masseuses were very expensive, and we don't get nearly the use out of them we thought we would. Anyway... Definitely have at least three massages. There we go. At the same time. Yes. There we go. Okay. Well, after Miss Lees wakes up from her nap, hopefully we'll have more information then, uh, both on the diagram she'll decode and on these other two people, Joel Heck and January Oleander. And uh, until we hear from, until until we have cause to contact you again, uh, if you would just stay in the general area so we can get in touch, we'd appreciate it. Sure thing. Very good. I hereby declare this meeting disbanded! And he and he throws down a smoke bomb. <laughs> Just he is an I odd thought, man. I thought Fiona was weird. Orion. Yeah. Orion Bailey, who has just been sitting there like a champ the whole time, um, says, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna get back to running this thing. If you guys need anything from me, you know where to find me. Um... A secret underground research facility doesn't run itself. All right, you have uh, fun, buddy, uh, and and try not to make any more weird shit that you're just gonna shove me into. Okay, Warden Byron, I gotta be completely honest with you. I am gonna make some weird shit. That's fine. Just don't shove me into it. I can't promise it won't be made around you. Ah, goddamn it. That seems invasive. <laughs> yeah, he's invading our new product. All right, whatever. I'm not gonna argue this with you people. I have stuff to do. I have, I have, I have, I have Rhoda's to oversee, and uh, and and his his delightful little managerial heart just stumbles out of the room. Uh, Miss Miss Oddwater packs up her valise and says, uh, "Thank you guys for all your cooperation. Y'all lead some weird lives. You're not wrong. All right, you guys take care." And she she takes off, and you are uh, you are left 
alone in in this conference room until you realize that Salvador Hernandez is just hiding behind a potted plant in the corner. <laughs> a conveniently shaped potted plant. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Hold strong, Salvador. They've got to leave sometime. <laughs> I think I'm going to take a nap right here. I really have to pee, but there's this potted plant right here, so that works out. <laughs> I, I changed my mind. I'm leaving. Bye. <laughs> I hold my Dylan. hand up and say, all right, you two avail yourselves of the Westfield Carter's many uh, recreational facilities. I have to go talk to the librarian for a moment. Y'all have a library? N- sort of. It, it's in a woman's head. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Okay. All right, then. I think that is where we're going to call it. This was an exposition episode. It sure was. We certainly appreciate your, your patience, listeners. If exposition episodes aren't your thing, we appreciate your patience. If uh, story arc stuff is your bag, then mop up your piles of drool, people. Uh, special um, thanks to... Uh, Liz, who had a child named after her, uh, who decoded the thing for us. Absolutely. It's true. The uh, first and so far only listener or player to uh, decode the diagram, Liz, who won our first cameo contest. So well done there, Liz. This is your shout out. For, um, for, uh, uh, in, in defense of the players, our characters have not had time to sit down and look at this thing. That's fair. I wasn't uh, talking about the characters, man. In defense of the players, none of us have had time to sit down and look at this thing. Yeah. Okay, okay, that's 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 objectively untrue, but we won't go there. <laughs> All right. In any event, all my buddies, um, thanks for listening, everybody, and feel free to tweet at us at semi auto magi. Um, feel free to like our Facebook page. You know what? Feel free to tell a friend. Like, if if your friend is a fan of the Dresden Files, if your friend is a fan of Wizards or Fate or just goon, goon-ass people having your fun. is a hipster and wants to do something obscure about hipsters. Exactly. Uh, yeah, perfect. It would be we great. answer our, our fan mail? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Let's let's answer our, our first uh, fan mail question. Thank you for reminding me, Tony. Let's see here... All right, listener Anthony Miller, who is at I normally don't on Twitter, asks, "I love your podcast. You all are the best, and I can't wait to see what happens next." These are also, inaccurate statements. Here's a question for your mailbag: If you were a Pokemon gym leader, what type would you use, and what would your gym look like? Dylan, I. <laughs> Dylan is uh, <laughs> Dylan's holding up the old double deuce there. Uh, is, that, is that what your gym would look like? Yeah, it's just the middle finger. Just, just, it is a fighting type gym, but all of the fighting is, like, the worst kind of street fight. Like, there's no, uh, like, training or anything behind it. It's just, get in there, and you just throw some elbows, and that's it. Uh, knock out his teeth. Uh, and, like, uh, they don't even use Pokemon, they just... Run in there and it punch just, him. It's just, just, it's just, just punching. It's, yeah. it's where Wake Wagner does. The only badges you can win in this gym are the badges that you rip off the other person you beat up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we say badges, but it's like ears. <laughs> That's that is my Pokemon gym. Cool. Who, who's okay. next? I actually put a lot of thought into this. I bet you did, champ. So my gym 
is a giant egg carton. Sure. And every single one of my Pokemon that I fight are egg-based Pokemon. So it's sure. just six executors. No, you got you got you got executes, you got executors, you have Chanseys and Chanseys evolution, whatever the fuck Chanseys evolution is named. Blissey. Uh, Blissey. Blissey. Yep. And, and what about three, Togepi the... and all three of Togepi's evolutions? Togepi. Didn't Chan- didn't Chansey also have a baby form? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't remember what it is. If if the Pokemon has something to do with an egg, not necessarily being born from an egg, but like like you know Togepi catched from an egg and still wore the egg shell. Right. That counts. As so many of us do. Yeah. Also, Thony on the outside. Does it say Yokemon? Yep. Ugh. And the and, and the 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 gym leader's name is Ohm O H M Let. Oh, why? Because <laughs> it's a pun. Why? Why did I say yes? <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're stuck with me. By the Not way, <laughs> I'll talk to you guys about it after. Cool, Jackie. Jackie. Um. I've never really been able to nail myself down to, like, one type of Pokemon. But I did write down the Pokemon that I would have in my party if I were some kind of um, gym leader. And they would be Kadabra, Espeon, uh, Chandelure, Dragonair, Gothitelle, and Snubble. Ah, Snubble. Snubble is objectively my favorite Pokemon no. It represents me very well. Fair enough. Wonderful. Um, if Casey I Hills. were, a, if I were, a, if I were a gym leader, I think uh, it would be my 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 roster. My my gym roster would be Belushi. Um, yeah. Halpert is another good one. Yeah. Um, Hendrix. Not many called him Jim Hendrix, but a few. You know. Jesus. Fucking um, Christ, Casey. <laughs> no, JFC is super rare. Oh like you God. need you need a master ball to get that Pokemon. I hate all exactly. Of exactly. And and like his sh- and like the <laughs> and his his resurrected form is his evolution. <laughs> My gym leader would be CM Punk. Oh. Uh, <laughs> happy Easter, everybody. <laughs> oh. Uh, I hope you had a better Friday than Jesus did. Oh wow! All right, I I was um, not like hung on a cross and then stabbed with a spear. So yeah, yeah no. I don't know. I have to say though, anybody who saw Batman versus Superman probably oh. had a worse Friday than Jesus did. I <laughs> man, <laughs> I mean, at least uh, yeah. All right, I'm I, putting I, an I, end. I am putting an end to this show. That's oh, fair. Goodbye. <laughs> All Goodbye, right. ladies and gentlemen. Um, thanks for listening. Wait a minute, wait, Dylan, Dylan. Um, like the Facebook page. Tell your friends. Uh, tweet us at Semi Automagi. We'd love to hear from you. We just had a lot of fun really hurting each other with puns <laughs> about Pokemon. So send your questions, and we'd love to answer them. And we love all of you, our listeners. You're, I mean, half the reason we do this. The other half is making each other grown at puns. <laughs> so keep them coming. We'll keep making these things. We love you all. Until next time, keep on keeping on yeah bye bye catchphrase bye all my buddies <laughs>